Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. This is your host, Martha Tyler. And this week, we are talking about same team, nannying, parenting. We're all on the same team. And to do that, I have brought on Sarah Nadampali. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Martha. I'm Thanks for having so me. I'm so excited to have you here. Sarah oh. and I have been chatting on Instagram for a while now, and I just always love connecting with you. Well, Martha, it's just a real honor and pleasure because I've been following you for a little while. And when I kind of started diving into this world of nannies, you were one of the nannies that I thought, where have you been all my life. Like, you know, I've worked with some great folks, but I um, really have enjoyed getting to know how much nannies truly know about child development, um, negotiation, you know, handling conflict. And so some of the professional career nannies like you have just been an absolute pleasure to get to know. Oh, well, thank you. It has been a pleasure to get to know you too. And I am, I'm so excited about the work you're doing, because I think it's really wonderful and lovely to have a mom who is so curious about the, the holistic experience of the nanny world. Um, you know, sometimes we have nannies who become moms or moms who become nannies, but someone who is just so interested in understanding every side of the nanny parent relationship is, is wonderful. Well, that would be the goal. And I I can't say it's completely altruistic because what I think is that when nannies feel appreciated, they feel like they've been heard that they're being treated fairly, paid fairly. And essentially you have a happy nanny, you have a happy family. So (laughs) when you have a great relationship there, Um, you as a parent can really thrive and go to work with ease and do a little self-care. I mean, I know that firsthand, Um, as I was saying earlier, you know, any time in my career, in my research career, anything I was working on, when I was thriving and doing well, it was because I had a phenomenal caregiver in our family team. It really, that was really the special sauce. That was the missing piece. And I feel like 
We're talking about all these solutions for parents right now, and we are talking about the caregiving crisis, but we're not exactly addressing the fact that when a family can afford a nanny and work with a nanny and have that person in their home, you know, helping with the childcare and also, you know, potentially some of the household tasks that that can be such a huge pain point reliever, yet we're not always seeing these perfect matchups. And that's kind of where my developing this same team childcare course came in. Yes. I love that. Okay. Before we start talking about the same team childcare course though, let's hear your journey, um, through life and, and how you, you got to the point where you are today. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Just your life story. Just just your life story. No big deal. Um, I started my career as a nurse, um, in Chicago and, quickly found that I loved community health nursing. I really liked public health research. And so I earned my PhD in nursing roughly eight, seven, eight years ago. And when I was doing really well in my postdocs, again, I had a phenomenal nanny sort of, I like to call it in the bear done with me. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I kind of went through a really rough patch when we uh, moved our family and I just was on those care finder sites and trying kind of working with new nannies, sort of slapping together a contract, doing it a little bit DIY, not, you know, having some resources online, but, you know, nothing really comprehensive in terms of onboarding the nanny. Um, So, you know, I went through a period where my career started to suffer and I was slipping. And I think that's a common, common experience for a lot of working parents, especially now. And I took some time off to be with my kids, kind of did some part-time work and tried to, you know, keep my curiosity and intellectual stimulation up and came across um, this problem over and over where um, parents are going to the care finder sites. It's, it's so funny because Nanny Crystal Gale said, I just keep thinking care finder fails, right? You've tried all these attempts (laughs) and you're just failing and you might not always kind of have the capacity or know to work with an agency or an agency might not even be in your area. True. So after encountering this problem over and over and just seeing parents not find the matches they need and now learning that, you know, nannies really struggle to find the matches they need and deserve. I thought perhaps, you know, I could solve this problem while, you know, using a little bit of my research skills and Um, some of my experiences that I had had over seven years. So, you know, right now I kind of work on this uh, same team project and, um, and and with my kids a lot. So that's, that's kind of my, my whole life story in a nutshell. (laughs) Love it. And yes, I, I just, I I really do love the work that you're doing. Um, And so I am curious as you started the same team, training, like as you were getting into it, we've talked a little bit about how, you know, your, your thoughts about it of being like, you know, I've been a mom, I've worked with nannies, like I'm a researcher, (laughs) all of this stuff. And, and you have mentioned that you discovered that there's like this whole iceberg (laughs) beneath the tip of the nanny world that you hadn't realized was there. Um, I'm curious, what are some of like the main things that kind of surprised you or 
stood out to you about the nanny world that you didn't necessarily know before starting this journey? I think that's such a great question. Um, when I started out again, um, it was my experience as a, as a mom. And I sort of was looking at it from the parent pain point perspective in that, you know, if we could just get, get caregivers, whether they be babysitters or nannies, or even have in-laws in the home, sort of doing the parent job, right. Mm -hmm. And doing what we do, then that would solve our problem and our pain points. And when I kind of tested that idea a little bit, I got a lot of pushback from nannies who were very astute in saying, you know, we are our own entities as caregivers. This is a really, um, expansive profession. And did you know about career professional nannies? And I had worked with a few folks who'd fall into that category and had reviewed some of my early scripts, but I hadn't gotten to that deep dive with some of your nanny industry experts yet. And I'm so glad that I have. Um, I've been consulting um, with several of the nanny consultants. And I love mentioning this because um, when we go on our Insta lives, we have a lot of people popping on saying, oh, I didn't know there were nanny consultants and even other nannies sort of just getting started out. And, you know, I say, look, I think I've got some really good baseline information here to sort of be that first step or, you know, open the door for parents to come in and learn about some of these um, standards and the culture and what's the right way to do it when you work with a nanny to, to relieve your pain points. Um, but, you know, beyond that, I would really say if you want to take, you know, deep dives into your contract, into nuances like guaranteed hours and some of that um, vacation time and getting transportation compensated. And I was just listening to a clubhouse last night with uh, Nanny Kim on the go, mm -hmm. um, one of the nurses or nurses, one of the nannies I've consulted with. And um, she really took a deep dive into particulars about a contract. And I learned that you know, one nanny requested reimbursement for um, bridge tolls. And I'm like, that makes total sense. If you have oh, to yeah. like, you know, drive to a new position, that would make sense for an employer to pick up. So, you know, there are ways that you can, you know, contact your industry experts and really make sure that you're positioning yourself well and, you know, getting your needs met in the industry. Now, that's one half of the puzzle, right? You still have to work with parents right? <laughs> um, in an employer-employee relationship. And I really think that if parents had better knowledge and if they can even just spend an hour with, with me and some of the nanny consults I'm working with inside this course, it's going to position them so much better to be able to work with um, really high quality, great caregivers and identify them right away. Now, I think I, I had a very long-winded response to your question about, hey, what have you learned, you know, since taking this deeper dive? And what I've learned really is that as deep as the pain points of parents right now, those pain points are just as deep in the nanny community, right? Yeah. Um, I've learned that nannies are these natural givers and helpers, and they do so much of it that it can lead to burnout right? Mm -hmm. So caregiving is like some of the world's hardest work. If it's, it's the hardest job. I always say I, I could go get a PhD three more times and that would be easier than my mom, you know, my job as a mom and mothering. Yes. It's yes. really hard work. I mean, here's a secret, like, you know, between the moms is that going to our jobs is often easier <laughs> than staying home with the kids. 
Right. I mean, I enjoy going to like sip coffee and think about some public health questions. Like that was easier than some of the (laughs) demands and, and ways you have to be creative and healthy in managing a home. So I think what I've learned is that um, the nanny industry has, um, you know, pain points too, and they're just as deep as parents. And if we can find a way to sort of open up and have these curious conversations, just like you're doing, it's your approach is so lovely. I feel like, okay, I can walk through that door and I can learn. And, you know, even if we have conflict or you ask tough questions, you know, maybe we can come to some new new ground together. And I think, um, you know, nothing's easy. I think we've, we've had a history of disconnect, right. Between Mm -hmm. parents and nannies, but, you know, I'm still plugging along and hopeful for, you know, some more productive working relationships down the line. And I know great ones exist too, but I think overall we could really work on some, um, some communication, some building knowledge and some concrete action steps, um, to make the relationship and the lives of nannies and parents better. Yes. And therefore the children in our care, like everyone wins in this situation, right? Of like Everyone wins. Everyone <laughs> wins. And I was just thinking that how, how little I even address, you know, the kids in this right. course, it's really for the parents and the nannies. Um, you know, of course I refer people to these really great, like international nanny association, basic nanny course training, Mm -hmm. um, things like that, where you're going to build that depth of child development and working with kids. But some of the nanny consult consultants I've talked to said, you know, nannies typically, they don't have issues working with the kids. Like they're they're good at what they do That's, that is their primary job. It, it can be trickier with the parents. And so I think once, you know, that's in a good spot, you know, the kids can sense like, oh, is, is, are things good between uh, the nanny I work, or, you know, the nanny who works with me and my parent, you know, and kids will benefit from this relationship improving as well. Yes. And I, (laughs) I've been seeing this meme going around that's like from the office. um, And it's, uh, Jim and Michael Scott shaking hands and Dwight looking mad in the background. And it's like the kid who asked the parents, can I do the thing? And the parent who said yes. And then Dwight is like the nanny who said no five (laughs) seconds ago. Um, And like nothing like upsets the whole balance of everything more than a parent not backing up the nanny, right? Of like, or I mean, vice versa, but I just, in my experience, have not seen as often a nanny not backing up the parent, Um, but I'm sure that that does happen. But in my experience, more often than not, it's a parent who, you know, maybe just is like trying to come in, you know, come into the kitchen to like get something for a second. And the kid asks them and they're just like, yeah, whatever. And, but the nanny had just said no. And so it's this whole, um, it can, it can turn into this really big deal very quickly if the parent and the nanny are not on the same team. Right. And I remember a really wise nanny I worked with, um, sort of early on when my son was an infant 
And, you know, I did the classic annoying parent thing. When I would hear my son cry, I would kind of creep down there and insert myself a little bit, just is everything okay? You know, more for my own comfort. And she was so lovely in the way that she communicated with me. And I think probably the second time I popped down on that shift, she said, you know, Sarah, it's, it's harder when they see you and we're okay. You know, they're going to cry. Okay. They're going to cry with me. They're going to cry with you, but it's okay. It's best. It's best if you stay in your office and, you know, we have that rapport. And so I was simply like, okay, I'm going to go do that. And guess what? When I just sort of stayed in my office and put my earphones on, and by the way, this is a really good tip for working at home with parents um, during COVID, right? Right. Parents put on your earphones, you trust the nanny you're working with. So you don't have to go check in generally, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. try to try to just stay out of the way when, when the nanny is on duty, the nanny really is in charge. And um, I do think I've had some of those situations where the kids try to like sneak something when I come down or whatever. And yeah, I'll say, is, is that okay with, um, you know, who we're working with today? Is that okay with, you know, the nanny and I'll kind of, I'll kind of do that deference because it, it just keeps everything running smoother. Um, parents just, as I've learned over these seven years, we'd like to notoriously come in and like muck things up <laughs> and we don't mean to. We don't mean to, but we do. And it's easier to you know, really let the nanny do her thing on her shift. Um, and, you know, just, just trust. I mean, if you don't have the trust, then, then you're not going to have any of these other things of feeling off the clock and able to do your work and able to do all the self-care. Right. So I would say, if you have that trust, just lean on that and, um, you know, defer to the nanny when she's really on, on duty. Does that make sense to you? Does that sound right? Yes, it really does. And it is, uh, you know, COVID has made this so very tricky, but, um, and you know, we're maybe moving out of it, but who knows, but yeah, it's made it so tricky because, um, it really does (laughs) every time a parent comes into the space Mm -hmm. that the kids and the nanny are in, Yeah. It can take up to 30 minutes for the nanny to get everyone back on track. Oh, I believe you. And that depends on the kids and that depends on their ages. And that depends on how long the nanny has been working there. Cause sometimes it's zero minutes. Like it doesn't always mean it, but it can (laughs) set us back up to, I would say about 30 minutes. And so, yeah. That's a really good perspective to share because, you know, and that's extra work on your part. Right. So you want, you want smoothness. You want to be on a, on a working team. Right. And so that's a really great point of how you get on the same team is, you know, Hey, you know, as the nanny, you've got this and I trust you. And, and a lot can unfold positively if we can come to that, those agreements. Right. Right. And I think that it's worth, um, you know, for any, any parents listening, it's worth considering like, is whatever I'm doing worth it? You know, because like, we're all sharing, like the home is now the office of the parent. 
Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. also the office of the nanny, you know, like it's the workspace of Absolutely. the nanny, the office of the parent and the home. It's our houses are holding a lot right now. And so that's not to say like, never come out of your office um, <laughs> at all. Right. Well, like, I, I actually try to just kind of avoid the shift altogether for my own space now. But I mean, yeah. I have a little, you know, more, more, um, perspective. I have a four and seven-year-old, right? And right. we're kind of going into, you know, preschool and pre-K now. Um, but, you know, I would just say, honestly, the easiest, simplest way for the nanny, the kids, and probably even you is, you know, if you can like pack a lunch, go off to yes. work, you know, my office is my bedroom, but that's what it is right now. And, you know, just, you don't have to be, you're right. You don't have to be in your bedroom all day, but you know, um, I don't know if you've worked with parents who do this, but I wait till my kids are engaged in like a different room yes. and I slip out. I do the slip out because otherwise it's a big deal. I mean, I know it's cute that they like to see me and give me a hug, but I'm going to just disrupt that. Like you said, by a half hour and you know, the shifts while you have childcare go really fast, right? Right. Yes. So I would, I would recommend parents use every minute that they have, right? Yeah, not engaging with your kids so that you can get that self-care and respite. So, you know, they can be in a different room and then I kind of like gather up my keys and I'll like sneak out and you feel a little guilty for doing it the first couple of times, but then you're like, oh, I'm becoming a smarter parent. I'm making things better. <laughs> so right. I would- yes. I also wanted to mention something that a, an old nanny family that I worked with and I like would call kabooming. So like if a parent comes into the space and is like, or like at the beginning of the day when you're in that transition and the parent is like, Hey, I thought y'all could go to the beach today. Like, I thought that would be a fun thing for you to do today. Mm. And the kids hear it and like, and you're like, Oh my gosh. Like I didn't pack my bathing suit. I don't have my sunscreen. Like (laughs) you're like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. (laughs) Like, this would have been great as a text. Um, yes, the night before. <laughs> right. Um, so we would call that kabooming. And we got to the point where we could see it in each other's eyes. Because I would do it too sometimes. I'd be like, hey, I was going to head over to the park with the kids. And, you know, then for whatever reason, they'd be like, oh, actually, like, no, we have a doctor's appointment. You know, one of them has a doctor's appointment. So we've got to like schedule some stuff out. And then the kids are already excited about going to the park, you know, so we, it goes both ways, but that was our, we would be like, did I just kaboom you? <laughs> we're like, did I just kaboom you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's funny. Our, um, our Facebook group who anybody should come join, um, the group is called just same team childcare. No, no periods or punctuation, same team childcare on a Facebook group. And, um, I t- said, you know, pop quiz, is it the parents role or the nanny's role to design sort of the schedule or routine. Mm -hmm. And I got some really interesting responses. And, you know, I think if you're a nanny um, working for family many, many hours a week, like 60 or 70 hours, a lot of the times crafting those routines and schedules, you know, do fall on the nanny, but sort of for the average family, which is, you know, what my course is for, you know, a six, eight hour shift, Um, it's, I, I really argue that, you know, it's family, 
responsibility to sort of put those routines or that scaffold, right, of a schedule, some loose, you know, times or certain activities unfold in place. And then, you know, the nanny can sort of fold into that. Um, that doesn't happen every single time. But I think the point you're making is really good, right? Like, if you have a schedule and routine, um, you know, you can share those ideas and wishes with um, the nanny in terms of like places to go. And, and a lot of the times, like the nannies we worked with always liked, you know, hearing some ideas of where to go. And then of course, like, Martha, I can just imagine you have a whole like hat full of incredible activities and ideas that are probably way better than anything I could think of. So, I mean, I think, you know, outlining the activities and things like that can be like a little bit of a shared experience, but yeah, a heads up and not kabooming in front of the kids is like a number one, right? Right. <laughs> Don't do yeah. it. Yeah. But I mean, and, and, and it, it also will still happen, you know, like both are true. Like we can try to avoid uh, it. It might yeah. still happen and that's okay. Um, but yeah, I also just from the nanny side of things, I, I also will usually, if I know the parents are like trying to not come down and disturb us, if we go out somewhere, I will text you know, even if we're like going on a scavenger hunt around the block or whatever, um, I'll just shoot the parents a text and be like, Hey, we're out of the house. <laughs> like you are, you are so good. That's, time. <laughs> oh, you are. So we had a nanny who would text me. You may move about the cabin when they left. Yeah, the house. I say that sometimes <laughs> That's that, yes. that makes perfect sense to me. It's such a nice gesture to be like, all right, you can, you know, do what you need to in the house. Like it, it, that's just a lovely thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you won't be like, you won't be trapped in like a million hugs or a million kisses. You won't have that hard moment of like having to go back to work, you know, things like that. So I, I think that we can all, every side can do things to help <laughs> make all of this go more smoothly. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm so excited that you um, you did a little review of the script and I think you had some questions. I would love you to challenge some of the things that I'm putting together um, for the course to offer feedback. Like, you know, is there an, is something not landing right? There have been plenty of times when um, <laughs> something probably didn't land right on the nanny's end. It was a little bit too, you know, parent lens focused. Um, but I, I think, you know, as I move through my beta stage of this, I'm getting sort of more in the middle, like I'm hearing both sides and that's essentially the whole point of it. So anyway, just thanks for your review and, um, would love to hear what you think about it. Yeah. I, I nothing that I came across, like really was like, Oh, that seems off base. I think you, that you've done a really, really lovely job of like hearing both sides and, putting together a course that um, it's just helpful and it's direct. And it's like, I think it it's wonderful. One thing that I did want to talk to you about is the, um, the like light tidying and, and, you know, light housework, because I, I love what you have said about it. And I think that it is such an area of, um, like we now have this lingo of like, the family will say like, nanny is expected to do light housework. 
Mm-hmm. And it's, I read that as a nanny and I'm like, that could mean 1 million different things. Like one family's definition of light housework is very different than another family's definition of light housework. And so, and I've actually interviewed with families before where they've been like, I am closer on the scale to obsessive compulsive. And I was right. like, okay, you know, that might not be a great fit for me to work with your family because that's just not where I am. Like I'm much more like, I like the chaos and the mess to unfold. And certainly we all like the kids and I will work together to clean it up. I'm not going to leave it in that state, but you might walk into a lot of mess if you walk in, in the middle of the day. Right. So I think this is sort of one of the million dollar questions that we need to solve. And of course, you know, I'd I'd rather not one of the million dollar questions be talking about like tidying and doing dishes and laundry (laughs) because nannies are um, many times, you know, um, career oriented, they're professional. um, And, you know, the number one duty is always care of the child and child development. And there's a ton wrapped up just in doing that. That's a huge job already. And that should, you know, always be the focus. And I'm sure you know that. um, But, you know, case parents aren't, you know, are listening. That's a good reminder that it's always the focus is on the child. And that's why you have nannies to have that one-to-one care. Now, Mm -hmm. the reality is, and I've talked to, you know, a few nurse consultants about this is that the reason, you know, parents do want in-home care is because, you know, they might like some of that assistance in the home with things that they do as parents when they're home. And they would like to have that sort of folded in. And here's where the stickiness comes. Parents sort of think, and I'm going to tell you seven years ago, I was guilty of this. Um, I just sort of thought, well, you know, you're home with the kid all day and, you know, yeah, there were like six or 10 dishes from, you know, before I left and gosh, why are they still here in the sink? Like, can't, you know, you can't, it just, you know, sort of be sort of done like I do as a parent. And that is the first problem. That mentality is actually the first problem. It seems benign, but that can lead to so many other things. And that's what I'm learning um, from the nanny industry is that like, there's a lot of goodwill starting out with nannies who want to help and help. And then maybe they don't get the acknowledgement and recognition. And then all these other tasks creep in. And how frustrating is that to deal with that? Like throughout all of your jobs almost, right? right? So I think- I think what has to happen is parents need to know this. They need to know in the standard nanny role, number one, it's childcare and doing safe quality childcare and behaviorally on point activities. And number two, of course, like the child related little messes that come with that are folded into the standard nanny role, but they're specifically child related, right? So it's the kids laundry. It's not the family laundry. It's the kids dishes or the kids kind of like messes from eating. It's not the parents, you know, dirty floor from the night before, right? Right. There has to be a line somewhere. And I think this will be a very easy way for parents to understand, right? So in the standard nanny role, anything related to number one, the direct child care, number two, any child related kind of cleanups. Okay. But parents who do hire nannies are sometimes looking for a little more, right? And so then we creep into number three, the household 
chores. And I outlined this in the first part of my training, right? To hopefully make it crystal clear. I think I even need to clarify it more um, given the draft you've seen. But the third part are these sort of light tidying things. And automatically you're talking about increased pay. Okay. So what I'm reading is generally between like two and $4 an hour. You can bump up that pay if you are desiring extra things um, like sleeping that floor from the night before, maybe putting away those dishes that mom just couldn't put away from the night before. And the key here though, is outlining it all in a work agreement, right? right? Like, so if the parent knows, like, I want you to consider parents, all right, I know you have that half a sink full of dishes before you leave. And I'm not talking about big major blow-ups from the weekend, right? And I know right. a lot of nannies walk into that Monday morning mess and that's yes. a whole separate piece. <laughs> Um, you know, Nanny Kim, uh, always says, Nanny Kim on the go says, you know, keep a nanny friendly environment. Okay. So mm -hmm. big major stuff, that's a whole new ball game that, um, I don't really even get into. I mean, I would suggest if parent if families can just have regular housekeeping mm -hmm. and that, you know, keeps everything more in flow because I think, you know, I know some nannies do like more extensive kind of cleaning with families. I've heard that, but I think, then boundaries can get really unclear. And I think keeping it to some of those light household tasks um, that can be done in no more than sort of 10% of your time on duty. So, yes. yeah. So I thought that that'd be a good rule of thumb. Like, you know, 90%, you're doing the standard nanny role, kid related cleanup, kid safety, kid development, all that stuff. That's 90% of your job. But I'll tell you what the thing is, is parents take a huge sigh of relief when that 10%, when maybe, you know, it might look like the family laundry's folded, right? The floor's swept the night before, or the, the kitchen counters are just wiped off. And I have this, I have these very specific things listed to just be really crystal clear in that work agreement, what those things mean and how that translates to increased pay, right? So those kind of light things, again, we're talking about bumping up that base pay that um, hopefully, you know, you've used, um, a few different sources to validate is on point. Um, you're going to bump that up, you know, between two and four dollars an hour. And I think a lot of parents will say, "Okay, that's worth it to me," because that 10%, it's going to be not not too overwhelming in the nanny's day in terms of the amount of time you can always do it alongside the kids too, right? And I'm sure right. you're the type, Martha, that engages the kids and cleaning <laughs> up and all that, like developmentally awesome stuff where kids can learn these tasks themselves. Um, but, you know, I think that having that framework, that's one of the big, big fish in the course is just knowing what's included in the standard nanny role. If you want more, how does that translate to pay? And then the third and final piece is, is that how the nanny chooses to practice? I have right. had some nannies message me and say, you know what? I will never do the household stuff. I will do, I will do a, I'm a phenomenal nanny. I've done this 30 years. I've, I have mastered the standard nanny role. I can, you know, I'll, of course I'll do like the child related cleanup, the standard nanny role, but I just won't do the other stuff. Cause it ends up just getting too sticky for me. And I said, okay, like that is like totally okay. Like to practice that way. And like, thank you for sharing that with me. Like, it's okay. Because that is her own particular boundary in her own particular practice. Now, I'll say what I've heard from my lovely consultants is that like most nannies will pitch in and do some of that light stuff. It just has to have 
parameters and you can't creep in extra things. You really can't without right. some renegotiation and looking at that work agreement and potentially pay. So that was another long-winded response. <laughs> no, I love it. And I totally agree. And I had, I haven't heard, uh, did you create the 10% rule? I did. I um, had another idea. It was um, for every two hours, if you just do the light tidying for 10 minutes. Uh-huh. And then one, one of my nanny consultant reviewers was like, that's too complicated. Like, yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> He's like, that's too annoying because then what are you going to, you know, you're going to add up your 10 minutes. I would just say like nine out of 10 times, am I doing the standard rule? How does that feel? And then that like one in 10 time, I mean, I don't know if that's, so I guess you like the way that sounds. So that, I that do. makes me feel Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I really do. Cause that I think is a, a, a really good way to help just have some parameters around it of, because I have also encountered uh, nannies telling me about how they, they like certain days, they don't get to that 10%, you know, even though that is the work agreement, it's just like, you know, certain days, like the kids need more emotional support or you're doing like a, a big activity that just takes more so that there's more of that nanny related cleaning and then you don't get to. So, and how sometimes that has, um, made it, the parents have been upset because they didn't get to the cleaning stuff. And then that has then made the nanny upset because they're like, well, but I was doing all of this awesome stuff like for your children, which is my main job. So I love that 10% rule because I also think that it's great for like, okay, well today I probably did 2% of that. So maybe tomorrow it's more like 15 to 18%. I'm going to focus a little bit more tomorrow on that sort of stuff. Um, I just, I really like that rule a lot. Oh, good. Okay. Cause I wanted something that would work for both sides. And I mean, I just kind of think like, how cool would that be if like all the parents you're working for heard that from another parent, yeah. you know, like, Hey, here's what I learned seven years out. Now the trick is we have to convince parents that they need to know this stuff, that this is going to make their lives easier too. Um, and just a quick note about, you know, just not getting to those 10% of things. And, and think about if we, if we introduce this framework, like it's really only 10% of the job. Is it really that big of a deal? If this sort of minor part of this whole picture of child safety, engagement, trustworthiness, and like taking care of the kids, is it really that big of a deal if that 10% didn't get done that day? And it really shouldn't be, it shouldn't be. Think of, oh my God, think about the days. Like, I mean, I know because I'm with my kids. So I've, been with my kids a lot, um, especially over COVID and, you know, throughout the years doing part-time things. So I kind of really know what it's like to be home with them. And I know there are days when it's just disaster city and we've had so much fun and we've done crafts all day. And, you know, you might just say at the end of the ship, look, we, we had a great time today and, you know, things got really crafty and, you know, I, I know this is usually, you know, part of what's supposed to get done, but it just didn't happen. And tomorrow we'll aim for a little better or, or yeah, we've had a really hard time today. You know, this, um, 
little Timmy was, was really um, fussy during his nap, or, you know, we were really working on eating and here are some of the things that happened. And so, you know, these other things didn't get done. And I think most reasonable parents would say like, I get it. Okay. You know? Right. But um, I think maybe just a word of mentioning it and acknowledging it. I think the reason again, why, you know, you get these big um, clashes is that 10% though, for some reason, and I wish it wasn't as such a, a big thing for parents, but I, I think it's the fact that like, for once, maybe they don't have to just put those like dishes in the dishwasher and they've, you know, bumped up the pay and they're just like, okay, you know, I, I just, you know, in a way, I just need to see someone helping me because we do feel so alone and on our own. And like, I have a husband with a very demanding job and I just know I'm like, I'm literally the only one who can put that dish away. And like, just to have someone else sweep that floor, like once a week or twice a week. And by the way, you can schedule it out to other like kind of work agreements, like the A to Z contract, really awesome resource uh, by Laura Brawley. You know, you can schedule like certain days for these tasks. Right. But overall, I think, you know, general rule of thumb is I, you know, I wouldn't expect for it to take more than 10% of, um, the nanny's time on duty. And, you know, if maybe you are that really anal retentive family and you see that 10% on the checklist, which you'll get, um, within my course, uh, which is functions at a, as a work agreement, maybe you'll say like, you know, I, I'd really like it to be more like, you know, 20%. I mean, I just don't think any more than that would be, <laughs> I mean, right. we can get really in the weeds here with some of these numbers, but, you know, keeping some of these general ideas in mind are really important. The Furry Princess, a tale about a princess with a tail. This children's book follows Princess Sasha, a tiger about to receive her royal tiara as she makes new friends and finds self-confidence by learning ballet. Follow Sasha on her journey to become the Furry Princess. Available for purchase at thefurryprincess.com. Yes, and like, I, I agree. And I also think it's great for parents to then question like, is a nanny the best fit for what we need? Like if you're needing more than 10 to 20%, then you might not need a nanny. You might need a house manager, which is paid very differently. Or family assistant, right? Yeah. Or a family assistant or, you know, a nanny plus a housekeeper or, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And something I say uh, in the course too is, you have to be really honest about your budget. Like there's a, a link to find out like, is a nanny in my budget? And what is that hourly um, rate for me? And, you know, if um, you have a leaner budget and you can you know reasonably pay um, a nanny in your area, it might be that you work with a more entry-level nanny. And then, you know, you might not have the budget really, in all honesty, if you want the one-to-one nanny caregiver in your house, you might not have the budget for some of the household things. And you just have to be honest about that and not be resentful, you know, when those things aren't done. It's yeah. just, you know, trying to put some boundaries in place into a relationship that um, is built a lot by kind of frantic online searches, maybe calling a few different resources and everyone has a little bit different take on it. And that's part of the challenge of putting the course together is like trying to just give people the most like accurate guidance that um, is aligned with what's going on in the nanny industry and meets the parent needs. And I feel like 
there's lots of pieces all over. Like you can find the sort of, um, you know, work agreements and nanny industry standards. You can find some of those like scattered about, but you don't often find kind of like the whole picture of, you know, here's how you figure out pay. You look at these three factors and here's how you figure out how that matches up with um, responsibilities and the background of the nanny and the experience and skills. And, and then how do you move along in a work agreement and then just onboard really productively so that everything's crystal clear up front. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I, I think that that is a bit scattered right now and, but not anymore because you have, you've gathered it all and put it all in one place. But I think that that leads to like everyone feeling really frustrated. Nanny's feeling frustrated that parents, you know, don't know these things (laughs) and then, Mm -hmm. um, and parents feeling frustrated that the, the nanny isn't supporting them in the way that they need or, or frustrated, like I can't find, or I can't keep a nanny. Um, I I've, I've heard those things before too, or seen them on like, you know, the, the Facebook groups where parents are trying to find a new nanny, um, Mm -hmm. and things like that. So, yeah, I'm curious about, um, your, so if, you know, nannies, mostly nannies listen to my podcast, there are certainly parents out there listening and hello to you or other types of caregivers. Um, but mostly nannies are listening. So if you were to talk to the nannies who are listening, who are like, yeah, like I would love for parents (laughs) to know all of this stuff, but I feel weird about being like, Hey, actually, this is how it's supposed to be done. Um, wh- what advice would you give to to nannies who are feeling a little bit weird because we don't have an HR department? I think this is such a great question. Um, I think, you know, first of all, we do need to encourage nannies to speak up and be assertive and um go to bat for their own worth and their needs, because if they don't, they're going to resent the position and it's not going to be a good work experience. So I think we have to find a way to start promoting some assertive communication, obviously for both sides, Mm -hmm. but it's perfectly reasonable to come to parents with, you know, these are the developing industry standards. No, there's not one definitive guide, you know, there's not, um, you know, like becoming a nurse, you take a board exam, right. And there's very key things you have to do to become a nurse. And unfortunately, you know, an unregulated industry, you don't have that, but you have industry experts, you have people you can call and you can find some of these resources of what's standard. And, um, you know, obviously you have resources of what's legal and, um, how a pay structure might look. Um, you do, you know, have, um, resources of what like sort of average putting together average rates in your area and things are. Now I told you earlier beyond that, you know, my dream and why I'm, you know, plugging away with this course and trying to get it out there to the world. My dream is that, you know, now not only are parents going to find that when they work with great caregivers and onboard them the right way, they'll have a longer, more productive working relationship. But nannies will also feel empowered with 
having a simple tool to potentially present parents with and say, hey, look, <laughs> a fellow mom made this course. Um, she, you know, collected kind of all this information about the nanny industry and put it together. And, you know, we have general agreement, um, you know, in terms of other nannies about what she's presenting here. Um, and you know, I'd really love you to view it because it's, it's, you know, it might really speak to you parent to parent. And I feel like that even might be a way to sort of help ease some of this pain of having to explain over and over um, what's, you know, appropriate in terms of like, you know, these things like guaranteed hours and holiday pay and really referring, you know, the, the, the contract I really love is Laura Briley's A to Z contract. Um, it's so good. Yes. And, and having that be the norm, the, the, the standard that parents use that contract and they go through everything. And that's um, using Laura's contract is really the logical next step after you've done sort of some of this upfront work agreement, you know, determining, are we a fit? Is our schedule a fit? Um, background check, you know, I go through all of those kind of um, technical things you need to do. But also, I think what's novel about the course is I really dive deep into the communication piece and we'll have a real live um, communication vignette between myself and the wonderful Nanny Kim Brown, Nanny Kim on the go. Yes. And we'll show you kind of like a sticky interview and how to navigate some of those tough questions. And so, I mean, that's, you know, I really like for this course to, to be a resource to nannies to, in a way, um, you know, have it be an advocacy piece for them to start the discussion and, and feel empowered and, you know, have a parent who, you know, wants to have some wins too, and have their pain point, pain point relieved. But knowing that you can't really do that if you're not going to have an understanding of how this nanny industry and community works and, and what are the things that, you know, you're going to build in that contract and, and do sometimes out of goodwill to make a smooth working relationship that's beneficial for both sides? Yes, I completely agree. And I really do suggest saying like, you know, I, I heard about this, this course on um, a podcast that I listened to. You can say it by name if you want, Chronicles of Nania. And um, and I I really think it would be great. It would be helpful for us to take this. Um, and, you know, you can say, like, I want to take it too. Like, I want to improve. Or you can encourage the parents to take it. But I have found that <laughs> when you're trying to get everyone on the same team, it's a good idea to be like, I'll take it too. Like we'll all learn. Right. Um, so it's designed for both to watch and I'm trying to keep it just to like an hour, hour and a half max. Cause I know that's all the bandwidth parents have. And yes. we, we're going to even have to convince them of that to spend an hour and a half kind of watching these videos, or you can, you know, listen it, to it in your earbuds, um, and use, you know, some of the templates. Um, really the main kind of big kahuna is the, the checklist work agreement that I want, you know, both parents, and nannies to sit down and take. And the kind of cool thing about it is I have a section, Martha, for parents to fill out. Ooh, it's yeah. their roles and responsibilities and boundaries in the work agreement. Have you I ever love that? No. Have you ever seen that? No. Uh, and I <laughs> so love it. Parents are going to commit to sticking to the terms you agree on and work with respect and good communication and you know, just not do this job creep thing that is so common. I mean, I have it all in there. So, I mean, I thought that was a little bit um, novel unless it's out there somewhere where parents need to assign this. But again, uh, like not we, that we I have a, seen and I've been at this a while. So I love that. 
Yeah. And, you know, to help get them on board, um, it'd be great if the, you know, the nanny community could, could find the value in this and, and really, um, support it as a means to supporting, um, their own case and their own, um, development and their own, um, very much, um, deserved, um, boundaries, respect, and, um, parameters and going into nanny positions. And so, I mean, I just want to tell you, Martha, you better dive deep into that script. So I I want you to like, you know, really, you know, be critical in the review because, you know, we don't want to put anything out there that's going to not truly be a same team kind of, um, product, right? We want it to be a win-win. And again, you know, this whole thing, you know, folks might remember me a few months ago in my very early beta phase, it was kind of parent-centric, but that's almost like the perfect point that we need to shift parents from their own pain points and kind of um, experiences to see the other side. And what are some of the concrete actions and your work agreement and contract that are going to help foster that relationship? Um, does it, is it always going to work? If you always use this format, are you going to like never have a nanny quit? I can't guarantee that, you know, right. right. I, I wish I could, I really wish I could, but I think we're going to get people a lot closer. And if, you know, if, if everybody does it, if everybody knows this stuff, you're going to also increase your probability that, you know, parents and nannies are going to kind of fall into line into this new norm, because, you know, I, I don't think, a lot of, um, these, these things are the norm yet. Right. Um, I think when you're working with an agency, a lot of this stuff gets done, um, in a much more thorough way, but parents who DIY the search, I mean, it's just a mixed bag of how much sort of working within the industry standards and even tax and legal is, is, is actually taking place. And I think, I think we need to shift that. Yes. I very much do too. Um, and yeah, I, I totally agree with you about like, if the more that we, um, as, as nannies and as parents, the more that we like help educate others about it in this gentle, like curious, open-hearted way of saying, like, I hear you, like you want help. You want to find someone who can help alleviate these pain points, the best way to do that <laughs> in, a, in a lasting way is to also consider their side of it. And to also, I, I think about this a lot that one of the families that I worked for, the dad told me one day, he was like, you know, when we were considering hiring a nanny for the first time, I went on and like looked up, he was like, I'm just a glutton for punishment sometimes. And so I went on and was like looking up like nanny horror stories, <laughs> you know, like that 3am search. And he was like, and what I found was most of the stories were the nannies were the ones who were in danger. The nannies yeah. were the ones who were not treated well. He was like, I really didn't find very many stories of, of families being harmed by nannies. He's like, I found a lot more of nannies being harmed by families. That is such a great point. And that's, that's another 
um, thing I learned in kind of doing this research is that there is a very real uh, problem with um, abuse of domestic workers. And yes. um, that's an absolute reality. And yes, boundaries are crossed and, and walked all over. I would like to think I wasn't one of those people, even though I was a little clueless um, back in the day. Um, I did do a Instagram live with one of our former nannies and uh, I didn't know what she was going to say, but I asked her, you know, is there anything I did that annoyed you? And I was just sort of bracing myself. And she did say, she's like, look, you know, you would kind of occasionally say you're coming home late and I didn't mind, but you know, it's, I'm really looking at that clock sometimes after a long day and I wanted to go home. And I was like, you know, I'm so glad you said that because you're completely right. And that's just, you know, a very minor example. I mean, right, it can yeah. take its toll. Um, and she's like, I didn't mind. It wasn't a big deal. But, you know, you did ask me. And I think that just, you know, speaks to having regular weekly check-ins, biannual reviews on that. And, you know, talking about, you know, coming home late, of course, is not like an example of domestic abuse. But um, that whole experience is out there for a lot of domestic workers. And actually, um, like Nanny Crystal Gale, I believe, is very active with um, an organization in terms of protecting the rights of domestic workers. And I know there's a lot of new work coming out on uh, expanding like a domestic worker law. I know Massachusetts has one where you have to... Um, you know, give vacation days and certain, you have to, you, it's law now to work within um, certain parameters. I don't yeah. think guaranteed hours are law yet, but they're very um, standard practice. And, you know, things like guaranteed hours are, you know, for folks who don't know, but probably if nannies are listening, they sure know, because it's a big issue. And, Right. You know, and we did um, have an episode about it. So if you're okay, hearing that, you do, so. yeah, if you're hearing that phrase and you're like, what, uh, search for guaranteed hours. Um, yeah. actually so I can link it in the show notes. I'll link that so, episode. Cause we've talked about it a bunch. That's great. Right. So basically if you, you know, work three days a week and like a family wants to take a long vacation on a weekend, you know, you're not going to not pay that nanny for three days a week. And Here's a way to explain it to parents. You know, when you go to daycare or schools or you're paying for private schools, would you say to the school, oh, we're going on a long weekend. Could you adjust my tuition? Right. Like, would you ever say right. that? No, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't. And so I think we can learn a lot from private industry and like employment in other spaces and, and start pulling that over into the nanny parent dynamic. Yes. And, um, on a recent episode, Nanny Tachi was talking about how whenever a family that she interviews with is like, well, you know, like you're not going to be doing anything during nap time. So like, we're not going to pay you or we're going to pay you less or whatever. She goes, oh, great. Like, I think I know someone who lives close by. I can go visit with my friend. And they're like, what? No. She's like, oh, well, you said you weren't going to pay me. So that's my time. Like I can I can go do whatever I want. And they're like, no, you can't leave. And she's like, oh, then it is, it is, I am working. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, actually I just talked to someone about this. I was just like, you know, there are no, there are no true breaks in the nanny's mm -hmm. day. There's like paid breaks. You are paid during this little break because you're paid because you're on duty. Like you're on right. duty all day long. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a, absurd way to look at it because you're, you still have to be like on duty and like, you know, what if the kid wakes up from a nap and like, you have to be there and like, you know, obviously there for safety reasons and things like that. Um, 
Yeah, someone, you know, it's interesting too, like our language in which we talk about these things, because, you know, like I posed the question, like, how do, you know, you go about getting breaks on a shift? And of, of course, like I've done my good enough research at this point to know there is no true break. It's obviously right. going to be paid. Um, but yeah, someone spoke up and was like, look, like there, you know, we, you know, work all the time. We're not going to be like unpaid for this. And, um, and I sort of clarified that, yes, you know, of course, like, you know, you're, um, going to be paid for like the whole, you should be paid for the whole time you're on duty and, um, you know, get clever about taking, I guess maybe we call it like respite, right. Cause they're not, it's not a true break. Like, but how can you get those moments of respite? And like, you know, again, like doing so much of the momming, like I know when like they hit down for nap they're if I get them down for nap, like I would always tell the nannies we work with who really had a hard time sitting down a couple of them. I was like, will you, will you please just take this time as a break for yourself? And like, I just want you to sit down <laughs> for like a half hour. Can you do that? And, um, you know, I would say always do it at the first part of the nap because you never know how long the nap would be. Just right. don't, don't do any of that 10% stuff. Just like totally try to, you know, secure the time when you can. And, you know, like parent approved screen time is also a nice little, like, respite if you can get that. But yeah, like, you know, I, I think the season nannies know how to work that in. And I think that's really great. Yes. Yes. And it is like, there are days that I don't get one. And then there are days that like are very low key. One of the families I've worked with, the grandmother will come help out. And she's always like, go sit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, wait, what? And she's like, no, seriously, I got it for like, a half an hour, like, please go sit. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I feel weird about it, but, but I, I agree. Like, yeah, it is. It's hard to get those breaks. And I think that, um, they're really, really important for like level of care that you're able to give. If you don't get a break all day, like you just can't give the same level of care. Absolutely. Now I have a question for you, Martha. Yes. So, you know, this whole project came as a result of those frustrated care finder site searches. And mm -hmm. you know that there are just so many folks um, on the care finder sites who, you know, they might say they're a nanny, but it's really more of someone who has babysitter skills. Or it might be someone who's like working as a quote unquote bridge nanny um, before she or he goes to like maybe a different career or a different like line of study or, or, you know, honestly, I mean, this is the reality. It's people who say they're nannies and they're, you know, skilled in childcare and they're not at all. Right. You get such a range of folks like, and again, this is why when I found, you know, you and a lot of the experts in the industry, I was like, where, where have you all been <laughs> my whole life? Cause I still feel like a lot of parents may think okay, these professional career nannies exist, but that's probably not in my budget. They probably work for celebrities, right? <laughs> but, but I do like this one-to-one -one model of care. I do want to do it right and equitably and, um, you know, with respect. So how do parents go about like knowing who to start the same team process with? Like I do, you know, I do a model on hiring and searching, but like, what is your perspective on just this wide range of folks who have such different experiences and may say that they are a nanny? 
Yeah. That, I mean, it's, it's really hard in those searches to tell. I would say some tips that I have found to help save time and headache is always do the first interview on the phone. Yeah. Don't, don't do it in person until you've at least spoken on the phone. And I think that's true right. for both sides of it. Um, because you can get a lot of those like nitty gritty details communicated about on the phone um, that might, you know, just might mean like it's not going to work out for whatever reason. Um, so I would say that's a really good way. And when you are on the phone, I, I think asking something along the lines of like, what do you love most about being a nanny or, Mm, um, good one. Yeah. I think asking something about like why they're doing it, um, why they've picked this career, because every professional career nanny I've ever spoken to would be able to easily answer that question. But I, I think that someone who isn't, (laughs) um, might struggle might you know, might be like, well, I love working with kids. You know, if you get like a really generic answer back, I think that that will give you some good information about that person. And that's not like an accusatory question at all. Um, so I think that those are two good things. I think a lot of parents, I think would lean into like, you know, what activities do you typically do or, or things like that? And I think that that's a fine question to ask. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that most of the professional nannies that I know, one of the lovely things is that although I certainly plan activities, I did a science experiment with the kids today, but like one of the things that I love about being a nanny is that those like teachable moments, those learning opportunities, we can meet them as they come. So Mm -hmm. I'm not a nanny that's going to lesson plan. Like if I wanted to lesson plan, I would be in a classroom. I love nannying because I love that we can go for a walk and like spend 20 minutes watching a cicada come out of its shell which oh, did happen yeah. a couple of weeks ago, you know? And then like, and then we got home and we like talked about cicadas for the rest of the day and like learned so much about cicadas and, um, and went on like a cicada shell hunt, which then got us in this like really mindful place of like really looking at the trees cause they're camouflaged and, um, all of this great stuff that if I had had a lesson plan about apples that day, <laughs> you know, none of that would have happened. So I will say, I think asking for activities that a nanny has done with children before is a great, a great question. Um, I would caution against trying to find a nanny who will always lesson plan for you. Does that make sense? That difference? Yeah, it does. And that kind of, you know, just reminds me of 
you know, thinking about experience, right? And there's such a wide range of experiences of the, you know, nannies who are looking on the CareFinder sites. And, you know, whenever I talk to you and you're explaining things like that, it just makes me feel like, oh, she has so much experience. She is going to come in here and be able to run the ship. Um, When I talk to Nanny Kim on the go, I just feel like, you know, again, that like, where have you been all my life? Oh my gosh, you're going to run this ship. I am like, you just feel like, oh, I'm going to be in good hands because she just knows this so well. And she listens and she's communicative. But again, a lot of people, parents like me who are using the CareFinder sites, they're going to, you know, call up different folks and have that first interview on the phone. And, you know, what if it's someone with not a lot of experience, but you kind of think like, okay, this is, this is a good person. Like, I feel like I could trust this. I like that, you know, they maybe have some education. I like that. Um, you know, this person has showed they can be at a job for more than two years. Um, I like that this person looks like they have some really good references. Maybe she was only a babysitter on occasion, but I think she has potential. And I can say, like, I have worked with people like that and it has, it's went either way, right? right? Sometimes it's like, oh, wow, this was a little bit of a you know, unsuccessful care finder search. And I thought, you know, this person with not a lot of experience was going to like turn out better. There was, you know, never like a safety issue, just sort of a fit. Um, and, you know, being able to kind of keep the how the whole shit moving, but sometimes it's worked in my favor, right? Like sometimes, right. you know, I'll, you know, I'll meet people just like I described and they come in and they like really learn and grow. And like, they, they're almost sort of as a parent, like, you're working with, you're kind of showing them things. And obviously that takes more time and effort on the end of the parent, if you're going to work with someone more entry level. But I guess my question is, you know, what's your advice for, for parents? And, and they're going to be a lot of parents who hopefully take this course, who work maybe with nannies who have less experience and how to kind of show them the ropes and, you know, work through some of these things together in the same team training. Because I do have like a little mini training, right? If you're a little Mm -hmm. bit greener to the field and maybe you don't know um, some of these general kind of safety things and you need additional resources, of course, like everything, you know, you must follow up with like a a great nanny training is always good. Um, But, you know, even some of the household things, if you've never done it, like here's just sort of like tips and generally what your average parent is going to expect. But I don't know. I guess somewhere in there was baked a question for you. I'm just yeah, thinking about, yeah, like less experienced nannies and how parents might work with them. Yeah. So one thing that I would suggest is if parents have it in their budget to have a like caregiving nanny training stipend because Ooh. that really encourages the nanny to then go seek out training. Yes. So, and you know, that can be like $200 a year would go a long way. I'm not, you know, figure out in your area, blah, 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 all this stuff, but like not a lot of money can go a really long way in nanny training. Um, and like, a nanny going to the INA conference or nanny Palooza or 
even like international nanny training day. Yeah. Like that can make a huge difference because not only are they getting all of the, the workshops and stuff in that, but they're also meeting a ton of other nannies who then they can go to and be like, Hey, I'm getting stuck in this area. <laughs> like what, right. what do you do? And those other nannies who probably are career nannies will have wonderful advice for them. Um, and this is another reason why people need this same team training, because if you are sending a newer nanny off to further education, which is an awesome idea, like sort of with that inexperienced nanny, maybe you'll say, Hey, I just really like, like who you are. You have such a good attitude. I feel like we can really work through this work agreement and you'll pick up quick, but folded into this is, you know, I would like you to take this additional training. Are you open to that? I think that's such a great idea for a plan. Um, but also like when that inexperienced nanny gets more experience and learns more about the industry and what's appropriate and, you know, you know, all of the, your standards and legal as a parent, you're going to be pretty glad that you started off on the right foot with that information because, yes. Because um, as Laura Brawley told me, you know, once like maybe the inexperienced nanny learns more what should really be happening and sort of where the industry is going, you know, you don't want like ill feelings to, um, you know, crop up because they very reasonably could if you're not, you know, starting off on the right foot. So I just love that idea. I'll have to credit you with that in the uh, course, Martha. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's such a good idea. And like, it's really meaningful to nannies um, to have that stipend because mm -hmm. a lot of times we want to do these trainings. We want to do all of this stuff. We might not be able to budget it in ourselves, but if right. a family can even, you know, pay for half of my, if like a nanny family told me that they would pay for half of my weekend at Nanny Palooza, I would like cry. Like that would just be so great. You know, like, Oh, that's my goal for you. Who's your yeah. family? <laughs> I <laughs> call they, them. No. They actually very much would right now. It's more of a scheduling issue than, yeah. um, but yes, I, it's just like, it's so lovely and it's a lovely way to help. Yeah. Your nanny like level up, you know, yeah. like, I play D and D so, or video games or whatever, so like, yeah, like it helps them level up and like get to that next area. Um, so, and it, and it trickles down to who, who does it all trickle down to? To your children. The children. It's a win win. And I will note too, that professional nannies certainly love their continuing education. I learned that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, stipends for all nannies. I mean, yes. we did, we did like boring CPR, but I, I mean, now that I've learned about this nanny palooza, which fascinates me to no end, like I'm just Sue so downy. I'm like, Sue downy is just a, a wonderful person. She and Laura yeah. are dear friends. So oh, that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, it seems amazing. And it also seems like, you know, cause I've heard Sue talk about it as like, you know, you learn through play and like, you mm -hmm. guys seem like you go and have a lot of fun there. And just, it's so great to have that camaraderie when you don't have work colleagues like on site. I mean, that's, yes. it's really hard. I'm, I'm sure. It really is. Um, yes. Okay. So I think the major takeaways 
are that everyone should take this course, same team. (laughs) And like nannies, I'm serious. Like it's worth bringing up to your nanny families, especially because like job searches aren't fun. Finding a new nanny is not fun. If you can take this course and fit and, and course correct a lot of these issues, I just, I feel like everyone would be happier. And certainly there are times when it's, it's not going to work out. Like you said, like we wish that we could guarantee that this was like magic bullet going to help all the time. Right. But it's better than just walking away without having tried anything for sure. I think so. I think so. And, you know, I just want to make sure Martha, you, you review that script. I want to make sure I, cause I don't know if I've gotten to the bottom of the iceberg of the nanny industry. I don't know if I ever will. I definitely <laughs> so, will. I just finished up classes. So okay. yeah, I definitely, definitely will. And I will, I will give you intricate feedback. Um, oh, but I will I, you say can even charge me your consulting hour because that's, that's what I've been doing. You know, it's really important that we, yeah. you know, we compensate and I, I've been very dutiful about doing that with folks who, um, you know, have consulted deeply on it. So, um, I really appreciate the feedback and, um, you know, hope to even improve it before we, um, launch it. The goal is set for, um, September 27th, which, actually I believe is the week after international nanny recognition week. Yes. So, um, you know, why don't you do a great thing for your nanny and yourself as a parent and, um, get to know some industry standards and (laughs) to maybe kind of, um, revise your working relationship. But I would say it's actually best. It's ideal to start off on the right foot. So it's really best for, um, parents and nannies who are sort of in the beginning of working together. Yeah. Um, where can nannies and parents go to find out more? So I would just join our Facebook group for now, and that'll send you over to my landing page where you can um, subscribe to our email list, but um, just join our group and join the conversation because um, I'm still building this and I love um, constructive, productive feedback. I feel like any of the consultants I've been talking to, including you, can can just tell it to me straight. This is off. This isn't landing well. Hey, Sarah, I you know I I see that you're trying to do some good here, but you know we want it again to resonate for both sides. And so I would go to Facebook.com/backslash/groups/backslash/same-team-childcare, and Wonderful. you'll come on into a group. We have like um yeah a nice growing community and sort of putting some of these questions out there for parents and. Um, nannies and just loving to see some productive dialogue again you know I'm, I'm getting tons of interest from nannies and I think that's because they know how much parents need this information and to act on it they know right and and I thought like okay I'm gonna get parents like so interested in it and that's been a challenge like we need to um convince them that this is going to transform their lives and make their lives better because it will like when I started using some of these techniques of, you know, talking about your agreement up front and outlining things, everything got better. Everything is better with a great caregiver. And thank you, Martha, for your work, your outreach, your just kind and curious manner. I think you're going to be um, the next generation of leadership in the nanny industry. And I'm really excited to see that unfold. Oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah, I, 
I really appreciate what you're doing. And for any listeners, just know that all of that, all of those uh, links are down in the show notes. So don't worry about memorizing them um, if you are not able to research right now. Um, And yeah, I just, I love that you're doing this because I think it's so important to to yeah, be able to communicate and look at it from, from all sides and it benefits the kids. Like in the end, we're all doing this to like help the children. (laughs) Right. And it'll help with retention of nannies and that's good for kids. It'll help them see, um, good communication being modeled and, um, you know, parents knowing to, you know, defer to the nanny and her expertise and trusts her Um, when she's on duty. So I think these are all like really good things um, to impart and um, just appreciate the opportunity to talk about it and, you know, keep dreaming that like every parent has this knowledge. What if, what if this became the new norm? The norm wasn't just this constant frustration playing out on the message boards and like, you know, everybody's saying the wrong thing. And like, you know, we're not on the same page. What if we didn't have that? What if we could bring these two populations that have, um, you know, some pain points, but also a lot to give together in this really productive work relationship. I think we could really ease the caregiving crisis, um, in this way. Agreed. Agreed. Well, we end each story with the, or each, (laughs) We end each episode with a cute, fun story. And oh, I am yes, oh, I'm so excited to tell you one. this story. You know, it's just perfect to end this on a super nanny story because I see your photo here with your super nanny <laughs> um, cape on. So uh, I talked to a former nanny if, about this, if I could share it, she was happy to have me share it with you. Yay. And my son was a very rambunctious um little boy, uh, always very curious and doing silly things. And he still is. And when he was about two and a half years old, um, our nanny was just taking some trash out to throw it in the back bucket. Um, and my son closed the door on her with the door locked from the inside. And I, (laughs) I know. And it's like, knowing her so well and how dutiful she was. I mean, she really transformed my life. Her work was so impactful, so powerful in our family to like allow us to, to thrive in our work and lives. And I could almost just see the scene being replayed. Um, as she told me it's shaking, um, afterwards, she literally jumped over our fence and it was in Chicago. It was those big fences dividing. Jeez, um, yeah dividing like the um, housing complexes or houses. And she jumped over the fence, went into the street, flagged down a car, called the fire department. And like the fire department came and they were just sort of chuckling. And my son was fine inside and everything like that. And I think he, I think even my son was chuckling and she just called me shaking and was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I'm like, I'm sure he's fine. And I was like, you, you did a phenomenal job keeping my son safe. And I'm so sorry this happened. And 
truly, she was super nanny, um, jumping over fences and, you know, getting kids to save my kid. So (laughs) I don't know what what better story we have, um, than that for super nanny. (laughs) That is such a wonderful story. Thank you for sharing. And yes, go that nanny. Uh, go that nanny. Right. And I know you're all doing like superhero things and, you know, um, it's, it's unseen work. And that's why I think I just keep looking because in my research career, I worked with sort of hidden understudied populations. And I did Mm -hmm. um, a style of research that evoked their lived experiences. And then we incorporated that actually into the research. It's called community-based research. And in a way it's sort of like, I'm learning about the lives of nannies and their philosophies and like their consulting work and this whole community. And I, I, I think there's such misperception, obviously, as you were talking about um, in the public about what nannies do and who they are. And I think there's so many skills involved in your work. There's so many cognitive tasks, right. Of negotiation, of being clever, of sort of um, critical thinking and um, just knowing what to do when, or just knowing how to communicate to like a really tired mom. And I've, I've seen a lot of um, these great skills and, um, you know, want to relieve um, really like, you know, both sides and make this a smoother um, experience. So anyway, that's a, you know, another Love sort of it. Yeah. Last thought. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much, Sarah. I really appreciate you taking time to talk to us today. Thanks, Martha. I I look forward to keeping the communication open. We definitely will. I love it. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. I love providing Chronicles of Nania to you at no cost. So if you love this podcast, please consider donating by clicking the support the show link in the show notes. I also totally understand if a donation isn't the way you can show your support right now. Another excellent way to support the podcast is to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Those ratings help other nannies and caregivers around the world find Chronicles of Nannia. Also, if you love the show, tell your friends. Word of mouth is so helpful to get the word out about the podcast. And truly, thank you for listening. It really means the world to me. The Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Tyler. Artwork by Noni Blastodon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudios.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.